Rourke going deep, finds his man, over the shoulder catch, and off to the races is Cameron Odom for the touchdown. 66 yards for the score, and the Bobcats add to their lead. Welcome to the Pipeline award-winning podcast. As always, I am your host, Jason Gibbs. You can find me on Twitter at Pipeline underscore, and you can find me coming through your speakers right now. Well, Fantasy Friday, we love it. We do it every week, and we got to bring in the best in the biz, Ryan from NCAF Nation 24-7. Ryan, how are we doing, my friend? Doing good, man. Ready to win this mini midseason uh, main event money. I think I got some good plays, so we'll see what happens. You know, I've taken a little sneak peek at your article, which, as always, will be in the link of the pod description. So please click on it. More information is better than less. I think you're right. I love this week. I love the information that you're giving out for free, by the way. And I like your chances to maybe win it all. Am I jinxing you? I hope not. Let's let me take that back. I'm taking it back just in case there's a jinx. But as Ryan alluded to, we are talking about DraftKings and they have a Mini midseason main event this Saturday, college football DFS, $250,000 given away, $50,000 first place. Let's get to it and let's win the people some money. Now, if you've never played DraftKings, this is how it works. You have a salary cap of $50,000, averages out to about $6,250 per person. Good players cost more. Longer shots cost less. You got to mix and match your lineup and you want to maximize those points. There's a couple things that we'll tell you to keep track of. One of those is how high a player is owned or how much a player is owned. And sometimes want to counterbalance that with what we call contrarian plays, but we'll get into that. But Ryan, one thing that stuck out, it's kind of like a sore thumb is you have your normal games. You have your Auburn, Ole Miss, Miami, Virginia Tech, Penn State, Michigan, And then DraftKings snuck one in right there at the bottom, Ohio, of Ohio, at Western Michigan. That could be the little nugget. That could be some players on there that many people are going to gloss over. Many people are not going to know. And you got some great information. But let's start at the top, as we always do, with quarterbacks. Top plays, Max Duggan, Spencer Sanders, going against each other this week. So, Really, Max Duggan, hats off. He has come on like gangbusters. Ryan, what do you see from him this week? Yeah, he's averaging 31 and a half points per game. I have him fifth right now in my Heisman ranking, so that tells you a lot right there. And coming into the season, you know, he was competing for that job. But I think just, you know, Sonny Dykes going to TCU, the offense, everything just just fits him perfect. And you can tell on the field every week watching TCU play last week, he was amazing against Kansas. I think the weakest part of the Oklahoma State defense is the secondary. So at 8K, he's a great play. I mean, 8K is not that expensive for a guy that could possibly be the highest scoring quarterback on the week. Spencer Sanders, good for Oklahoma State, gets you those yards on the ground. So does Max Duggan. So it's going to be interesting which one can get kind of more through the air. Can one of them punch a touchdown in via their legs? But this is a key this week to me. I think this is bears the most watching is, and you alluded to it here, your injury watch. We've got Bryce Young with Alabama, Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma, Jalen Daniels with Kansas, all three injured, all three teams kind of playing it coy as to whether the player is going to play or not. We've had some conflicting injury reports. If one of them does play, who do you like the most out of these three? Now, obviously, that's a big if, but if they do play, who are you looking at? 
Yeah, I had to add that category in there this week just because I couldn't leave those guys out, you know, even though they're injured if they play. So we know now that Jalen Daniels for Kansas, he's out. And from what I'm hearing, Bryce Young and Dylan Gabriel will both play. I don't know if Bryce Young will be 100%. I think Dylan Gabriel is going to be 100%. So of those three, I think Gabriel going up against Kansas, I think uh, he's my favorite play. But Bryce Young, you know, Tennessee really hasn't faced uh, an elite quarterback this year. Keaton Slovis might be the best one they've faced. So Bryce Young, if he plays, he's going to do good. But at 9,500, I'm going to pivot off of him. And I would really like Dylan Gabriel at 9K. I don't know how you know highly owned he'll be after they got stomped by Texas last week. People might think, well, he might not be 100%. I'll, I'll go somewhere else. I'll go down to Max Duggan at 8K and save $1,000. So I think Gabriel would be the best uh, play of those guys. Oklahoma has really suffered since he's been out. And when he was actually in there, they took a loss. But you could tell last week, obviously, by the curb stomping they took at the hands of Texas that they're just not the same team without him. Moving to our best value plays, a lot of good players here. And our guy, we mentioned him last week, and he came through, but, man, he dropped in salary. What is going on? Quinn Ewers only at 5700 Do you think DraftKings watched the Texas-Oklahoma game last week? Because <laughs> every Texas player is ranked way too low this week, and, and they're all going to probably be high-owned because of that. But how in the world is Quinn Ewers 5700 I mean, that's Peyton Thorne at 5800 is more expensive than Quinn Ewers. I, somebody make it make sense. I don't, I don't understand it. He's going to be very high owned, but at 5700 you can't pass him up. I think, you know, if he gets 25, 30 points, you know, that's going to be a good play. If he gets 40 points and you pass him up at 5700 you're probably not going to win the 50K. So kind of put you at a tough spot when they misprice somebody that bad, but I'm definitely going to have Quinn Ewers and probably half of my lineups that I fill out this week. So we mentioned the average price per player, if you just divided it evenly, would be $62.50. And you have Quinn Ewers almost $500 under that for a top-line quarterback that has produced at a high level when, of course, he's been healthy, which he was last week and he appears to be this week. So really a head-scratcher. One more I want to focus on before we leave our best value quarterback plays. Curtis Rourke from Ohio of Ohio. What do you think about him this week? He's my favorite quarterback play on the slate this week, even, even more than yours. Um, when they throw a mat game in the middle of the slate, I'm just – I was jumping up and down when I seen this, when I was looking at the games, when it first came out. Rourke has got 35.3 points, 24 points, and 51 points in his last three games. He's averaging 28 fantasy points this year. Uh, Western Michigan, I don't think the defense is that good. They got stomped last week. So at 6,200, I'm going to have Curtis Rourke and Quinn Ewers probably as my two QBs in almost every lineup. Lots of value to be had. Lots of contrarian plays when like you said when you throw that mac game in the lineup another another guy i'll add is a western michigan quarterback uh jack salapek um the reason he might be a decent play at 6300 is because ohio has the worst defense in college football in the fbs they're they're allowing 560 yards per game uh and they're the worst defense in college football against the pass they're averaging 386 yards per game so 
Salapak isn't the best quarterback. He throws interceptions, but at 6,300, man, you could have him and Rourke as your two QBs in that game, and I think it's going to be a, a very high-scoring game. Maybe the Mac games get us over the top this week. We'll see how it goes. On our long shot plays, we got Graham Mertz, Robbie Ashford, and Tyler Van Dyke. Van Dyke, a few weeks ago, benched for poor play, came back, played well against a subpar UNC team. What do you think about him going against Virginia Tech this weekend? Yeah, I think at 5K, he's he's way mispriced. At, at 5K, he's only averaging 15 points per game, but Virginia Tech is the team you want to play if you want to get back on track. Uh, Drake May destroyed them. Last week, they got destroyed on the ground, but they can be destroyed through the air because uh, their number one corner, Dorian Strong, he's probably going to miss this game once again. So I think TVD has a big game uh, at 5K. You know, that's a great value. I don't think too many people will play him just because they're kind of worried about the Miami offense. So at 5K, I'm, I'm going to have him with a few lineups. And like you said, the Hokies are a great team to get back on track. And Miami would really want to make a statement this week, specifically TVD. Turning the page to running backs, our top plays just littered with absolute superstars, B. John Robinson, Braylon Allen. Of course, I got to mention my cousin, Jameer Gibbs, and Blake Corum. All elite, but out of those, who do you like as the top? Uh, I think I like B. John as the best player, but... If I'm going to have Quinn Ewers and uh, we'll get to Xavier Worthy later in my lineup, I'm not going to want to play, you know, the, the running back in that game also. So I think Braylon Allen at 8,200 is probably my favorite play uh, just because I think a lot of people will play Jameer Gibbs three, for $300 cheaper. So Braylon will be the contrarian play. And Michigan State's defense is pretty horrible. They're, they're pathetic this year. So – and, and he actually, you know, he bounced back last week after that horrible performance against Illinois. So I like that. But Jameer Gibbs, you can't go wrong at 7,900 because, I mean, if Bryce Young isn't 100%, Alabama is going to want to – I think Alabama's behind two uh, armed four schools. I think they're number three in the nation in uh, Russian. So at 7,900, I think Gibbs is going to be a great play. I got him in almost every lineup I've filled out so far. Well, my family appreciates it. Let me just tell you that right now. For our best value plays, you alluded to Illinois, who shut down Braylon Allen. I think the casuals wouldn't know this. Chase Brown leading the country in rushing. Does he keep it up again this week? Yeah, man, he's man, he's a workhorse. He, he constantly carries that team. I mean, he's fun to watch. But he's going up against Minnesota, and – the top two defenses in college football by the numbers, by points per game allowed, is Illinois and Minnesota. Minnesota's only given up 8.8 yard, um, 8.8 points per game this year. So as much as I like Brown, I'm just going to have to back off of him this week because uh, I just don't trust him against the Minnesota defense. And uh, another guy I like in that category, though, would be uh, – Raheem Sanders at 6,500. If K.J. Jefferson comes back this week, which I'm pretty sure he will, Sanders had a pretty good week last week without him. That kind of surprised me. So I, from what I've seen watching BYU, they, you know, they're a little weak against the run. So at 6,500, Sanders is getting you 25 points per game. I don't think you can go wrong with that play. It's a tough environment to play in, so you really wouldn't mind having your – your best QB back, K.J. Jefferson. And that would, of course, open up those running lanes as the defense couldn't key on the run. 
our long shot plays. You've mentioned him a couple times, but Jordan Houston at only 4,700, and you mentioned it right here, could get a lot of volume against Syracuse, especially if quarterback Devin Leary can't go. We think about last week when Leary goes out, backup quarterback comes in for NC State, doesn't complete a pass, but somehow the Wolfpack came back to beat Florida State in that contest. A lot of it had to do with Jordan Houston. Maybe a sneaky good play here. Yeah, at 4,700. The price is so good, it can't hurt you throw him in your lineup. I think, you know, the other running back NC State has, he's kind of dinged up a little bit. And if Devin Leary doesn't go, the only really offense NC State will have is on the ground. So I imagine Houston could get 20 touches. I, I would say 13 to 14 carries, but he's also a good pass catcher. So, you know, I think he's going to be the go-to guy if uh, Leary doesn't play. Going to be interesting to see. I'm sure the carrier dome or – I don't know if it's called something else now, but I'm going to always call it the Carrier Dome. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be rocking this week. Now. I can't even think of what it is because it's so random. But <laughs> <laughs> It's always going to be the Carrier Dome, damn it. <laughs> well, if we're looking at receivers, I think this week is going to be one of the more interesting weeks that we've covered for DFS for receivers. You don't have a top play. Now, does that mean that none of the guys are playing? No, but what it means is, Ryan looks at how much a player is going to cost and then how much he's been producing, how well his team's been playing. All these factors go into his rankings. And when you look at receivers this week, the top guys, the most expensive guys really aren't getting it done. Either they have bad matchups, they are sort of living off their reputation as opposed to results on the field. And then you listed four guys that would fall in that category. Xavier Hutchison, Marvin Mims, Treshawn Holden, and Mitchell Tinsley. All this week, relatively highly priced, medium to highly priced, but just whether it's their bad production or their matchups, you're not going with these guys this week. Yeah, you said it perfectly right there. I mean, uh, Hutchison goes up against Texas, and the Iowa State offense has just disappointed me the last few weeks. So I'm, I don't want to pay 8300 when I can get great value at other places. Marvin Mims. He hasn't done anything all season. And at 8K, if Dylan Gabriel does come back this week, he's going to be so low-owned that I might actually look at him in a few lineups. But Trayshawn Holden, you just don't know who's going to get to catch us for Alabama. And I think they're going to look to run the ball a little more this week, especially if Bryce Young isn't 100%. And then Mitchell Tinsley goes up against Michigan. And I don't want any Penn State wide receivers this week against Michigan. I just I don't think it's a good play. Yeah, so four guys that – if you play them, just hope you've done you know your research or have a gut feeling or something, because these might be four guys that you should avoid. Our best value plays, quite a list here, and you already alluded to one of the guys, Xavier Worthy. Are you going to stack him and yours this week? Yeah, I stacked uh, Quinn Ewers with Xavier Worthy in every lineup I got Ewers in, and also Jordan Whittington at 5,200. He's, he's a versatile guy for Texas. Uh, at 5,200, I doubt he'll be played a lot. I just feel like people are going to go to Worthy in every lineup, but I'm actually going to play both of them. I think the Texas uh, offense is that good that both of them could uh, get you good value right there. The guy that I really like this week would be Western Michigan wide receiver uh, Corey Crooms. He's the number one guy for them. And like I said, Ohio has got probably the worst defense in college football, so – Corey Crooms at 6,600 is going to be in almost every lineup I do this week. Gone are the days of Frank Solich at Ohio. And 
the defensive struggles. Going to be a high-scoring fair between the two MAC opponents. Corey Crooms, a sneaky play this week, only 6,600. Like Ryan said, going against one of, if not the worst pass defense in all of college football. He's going to be in the optimal lineup this week, man. Whoever wins the 50K this week, I'm almost certain is going to have Corey Crooms in their lineup. Well, you heard it here first. Get Crooms in your lineup if you like winning money. If you don't, you can go ahead and feel free to leave him out. For our long shot plays, a lot of good players here with a lot of value. I'm looking at Jatavian Sanders, but also a lot of kind of unknowns here. Give us the the skinny on, on this list, and we'll start with Sanders. Yeah, Sanders is the cheapest one of the guys I got right here, 3700 But he's a tight end for Texas, and he's – He's so athletic and versatile, man. He last week he had a he had a huge game, and Quinn Ewers obviously likes throwing him the ball. So at thirty seven hundred, if you want to skip over Worthy and stack Ewers with Sanders, that'll be a great play. I think he could get you fifteen to twenty points easily. Caleb Smith is a guy that a lot of people won't know about. He's the number one uh, wide receiver for Virginia Tech. You know, last week against Pittsburgh, he had a big game. I think he had 150 receiving yards. He didn't find the end zone, but, you know, he's like a senior leader for them. And, you know, I got a feeling they'll be trailing. So I think he could get, you know, five to ten catches. So when we think about Miami getting back on track against Virginia Tech, what we're saying is look for the Hurricanes to score some points. What that means is, conversely, Virginia Tech's going to need to score some points to keep up. and normally. It's the old cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Points come through the air. Caleb Smith, a sneaky play this week. Um, another guy that people, they won't know who he is. The casuals will have no idea who Sam Wiglos is. And I guess that's how he pronounced his last name, but he transferred from Ohio State. So he's like a Brian Hartline disciple. So he's going up against Western Michigan. Last week he had a huge game. He's averaging 20 fantasy points per game. I'm going to stack him with Curtis Rohr as, as a great play. And I'm right underneath him, I got uh, Puka Nakua. So the BYU wide receiver, he hasn't done anything all year because he's been injured. But at 4,600, that's that could be the cheapest he is the, the rest of his career on DFS. So you could kind of get ahead of the game right there and uh, put him in your lineup. And he could I could see him easily getting two touchdowns. Nakua, a great talent, but like you said, been dinged up this year, hasn't produced, thus his lower price. And I'm with you, Sam Wiglus for the former Ohio State. Can never go wrong with current or former Ohio State wide receivers. Let's look at your mock lineup. You got a couple of them here. And I just want to say, if you never played DFS, this is a great way to break in this podcast. Ryan's article, always feel free to DM Ryan, DM us. If you have any questions, we'll always be happy to answer whatever we can. And you don't have to get into the major contest, but you can. I know for a fact, and I've said this before, I'll say it till we're no longer on the air. They take us off because we're winning too much money. I know guys in the Pipeline family, They what they do every week, they click on Ryan's article, they read it, they go down to the bottom and they just tail them. They put in one of these mock lineups. Imagine winning money for just pushing a few buttons because Ryan did all the research and we are here giving it to you for free. So mock lineup number one, QB, Tyler Van Dyke, running back, Raheem Sanders, running back, my boy, Jameer Gibbs, my cousin, wide receiver, Corey Crooms, as you mentioned, wide receiver, Xavier Worthy, wide receiver, Sam Wiglus, flex, 
Sia Bangura, emphasis on the bang, and Superflex Hendon Hooker, Tennessee going to be in a dogfight with Alabama. Good Superflex play here. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, Hooker, the way I look at it is uh, some people just kind of avoid the quarterback that's playing Alabama. But, you know, if, if Tennessee's going to win this game, Hendon Hooker's going to have to pass for 300 yards, three touchdowns most likely. So if he has a big game, I want him in my lineup. At 7,700, he might be overlooked. I think people will probably rather play like Quinn Ewers for $2,000 less. So I'm not sure he's going to be that highly owned. And the guys like – probably number one for the Heisman right now, him and C.J. Stroud. So I just wanted to get him in at least one lineup this week. And, the, and a guy you mentioned in the flex that we didn't talk about, running back uh, C. Uh, Bangora. So he's the Ohio Bobcats running back, and he's he's a pretty good player, man. He's uh, He's been tearing it up this year. He's averaging 19.3 points per game. So he's a guy if you want to – you know, play yours and TVD and you, and you skip on Curtis Rourke, you can throw Bane Gore in there as your running back. And uh, I think you go get pretty good value right there. Definitely going to be a reason to really, while all the big games are going on, to really tune into that Mac games, if, especially if you slip in a guy like Bangora. And to your point, Hendon Hooker, he wins this week. I think he might vault over C.J. Stroud for Heisman favorite. Our second mock lineup, QB, Curtis Rourke, as you said, running back Sean Taylor, running back Jameer Gibbs, appreciate that, wide receiver Sam Wiglues, wide receiver Corey Crooms, wide receiver Jatavian Sanders, got the tight end right there, flex Bijan Robertson, and super flex Tyler Van Dyke. What do we think about this lineup? Yeah, this lineup right here, you know, I went cheap at quarterback. I took two very highly priced running backs in Gibbs and Robinson. I got Crooms in there, like I said. Sanders at 3700 uh, Wigloos at 5K, and then uh, Sean Tyler, he's a running back for Western Michigan, and we uh, didn't mention him earlier, but I'm just trying to get people in that game, you know, in my lineups every way possible. I'm going to play – I might play the the second-string tight end in that game, man. It's just going to be so <laughs> many players that are going to have a chance to score big, so I had to get the, you know, the Western Michigan running back in there some way. Absolutely. Well, Ryan, we always appreciate it when you come on, you – give us that knowledge. And DFS is so much fun to play. I especially love it at the college level. I love the NFL, don't get me wrong, but the NFL is kind of what I call, I think the best adjective I ever heard to describe the NFL is it's a little bit sterile. And there's so much variability in college, especially when you throw in a mat game, just like you said, can really kind of come from off the radar and boost you over the top. But I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Please subscribe if you haven't already. We love your support. We love to hear from the fans. Make sure, I'm sure you already are, but just in case some weird random reason you're not following Ryan, please do on Twitter at NCAF Nation 24-7. Make sure you follow us at Pipeline underscore, and we will see you guys next time on the Pipeline Award-winning podcast.